I just think it's actually our job to figure out how to do this as godly, hardworking women. And I have right now, I am the mother of five teenagers. And one of the things you will notice is that it's not going away. If I opted out of all of this, it would still be what defines their life and mode of interaction and society. Welcome to the Simplified Organization Podcast, 15-minute conversations with real moms about managing our homes and family life cheerfully to the glory of God. We can actually enjoy housework and love being homemakers when we focus on truth and work with gratitude. I'm Misty Winkler, homemaker for 22 years, homeschool mom of five with two graduates, and author of Simplified Organization, Learn to Love What Must Be Done. I write and podcast at Simply Convivial, and I run Convivial Circle, a community helping women to excel at homemaking and do life cheerfully. And today I'm joined by Rachel Jankovic. Rachel is wife to Luke and mom to eight kids who span in age from college to diapers. She is author of Loving the Little Years, Fit to Burst, and You Who, Why You Matter and How to Deal with It. She and her sister, Becca, also have a podcast called What Have You about living an active and joyful Christian life. You can also find several workshops and talks from Rachel on the Canon Plus app. So thank you so much for joining me today, Rachel. Yeah, thank you for having me. So I wanted to talk today about women and their phones. I know it's a struggle most of us face. And it's really a new temptation, a new thing we have to learn how to navigate and deal with as moms. And um, I think it's so easy when we notice that something is a temptation and maybe we aren't using something wisely, we can think, well, the best answer is just to do not to stop entirely, to delete all the apps and just not use the phone at all. It's it's a distraction, so I'm just going to do nothing. And um, so I would love to hear what you have to say about navigating um, the opportunities and also temptations of social media and and the internet (laughs) with our home life as moms. Yeah. So I would say it is, it totally is a new temptation. It's a, it's a thing that you can't go ask your grandma, how did you handle this? You know, what did you do in your time with your smartphone? And, but one of the things my dad has always said is that there's not a lot of scripture about technology, but there is a lot of scripture about wealth and our phones are in many ways, an exhibition of extreme wealth. So the temptation to, uh kind of indulge in leisure at an ungodly level is present because we are so wealthy, right? Because we don't necessarily have to work every minute of the day to survive the winter. And we can spend our time very unprofitably doing other things. So, and obviously there's worse, darker temptations. One of the biggest things I would say to moms though, is to know yourself and know your own temptations because and they're not actually the same, right? We don't all have the same uh, temptations and and using your phone too much, which um, all the time, I, so I just, you said I have a baby in diapers right now, which it's been quite a while since I've had that. Um, and so all of a sudden last year, I guess there comes into my life 
again, but I can't, I'm like, how long have we had smartphones? I'm like, probably I had a phone when I had, I'm sure I had a phone when I had Moses. So, but it wasn't not with my first babies. When mm -hmm. you sit down with a nurse, you just, what are, you know, like, what do you do? I used to sometimes read a book or something when I was nursing. I'm like, now you just have your phone. So because how many times a day you sit down to nurse, it's very easy to uh, look at social media way beyond what you actually have a desire to look at. Like, I, I don't actually... It's like compulsive snacking or something. Like I don't, I don't actually want this. It's just for some reason it was there. I, I, you know, um, sorry, hold on. Getting another call on my phone. That's it. That's the inconvenient part about using your phone. Um, so I want So basically what I've done since if I notice, I'm like, this is not, I do a number of things on social media that I, it, that I have no problem spending my time doing. So the Bible reading challenge is the thing that I think is well worth my time. Yes. <laughs> I I am also the admin of a church lady sort of fellowship forum group. So I do need to check in periodically to make sure that I know what's happening. But that takes maybe 10 minutes a day, really, for me to know. And how much time could you spend with that? So one of the things I have done just to keep myself from impulsively looking at it because I had nothing else to do right at that moment is I just move it all over on my home screen. So there's no automatic, I I can't automatically find it. <laughs> like I have to actually think I need to go look at that. Like I, I need to go check that. I don't, I'm not going to just be checking it constantly. Um, but I also think it's important to have, I have books that I'm reading that I'll put on my phone or I have the uh, Cook's Illustrated app, the America's Test Kitchen app, which is far more profitable uh, leisure reading. Like if I sit down and open that up, it actually makes me start thinking about freezer meals or what should I do? Like it's the kind of work I ought to be doing, not just vacant mental work. And um, I am not just personality wise. I'm not tempted to follow people on Instagram that are um, idealizing life and making me discontent. But that is a very, very common pitfall. So this is what I mean about know yourself, because I think I'm way more, um, situationally, I myself am far more likely to just not even intentionally be looking at something, but just like, why am I here? What am I doing? Like that is more likely. Um, but I know for many women, it is kind of more fantasizing about what they wish they had. Like, you know, like I want to have a baby. So I follow all these people who have babies and are doing photo shoots all the time. And this is, and, and it's like just a fantasy world and it's not equipping you for anything. It's not actually, it's, it's really taking something away from you, not giving you something. So and um, I would just say, just try to be realistic. And if you need to ask, like, ask your husband, mm -hmm. do you think this is profitable for me? Like, is this because sometimes people will be like, well, I don't know. I mean, I get encouraged. I follow Christians, you know, I'm, um, then I get encouraged, whatever, because I'm following them. And it's not like, I think that that's bad. I'm on social media for that reason. And um, so I just think it's actually our job to figure out how to do this as godly, hardworking women. And I have right now, I am the mother of five teenagers 
And one of the things you will notice is that it's not going away. If I opted out of all of this, it would still be what defines their life and mode of interaction and society. And so I really do think it's our responsibility to manage temptations and try to understand them rather than uh, kind of, I'm just going to opt out and be a boomer, you know, I'm just going <laughs> to not do this. Yeah. If that makes sense, I guess yeah. I would say it's worth working. And I would also say that um, I want my children to view social media, view their phones as a place of productivity and work. Like this is, this is a place where I'm going to do things that matter. Not this is where I go to, you know, slack jaw, look at the, <laughs> just look at gaze upon the internet, you know? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's, it's difficult to have that self-awareness and even realize that that is the reason. Cause there are, you can both be productive and, um, post good things and encourage other people on social media. And at the same time, and maybe even in the same session, do the total disengage. This is the thing that I I've thought a lot about this, although I don't have a really clear theory. However, Instagram, uh, when I wrote my book, Yoohoo, there was far a lot of antagonistic pushback to that because identity, Christian identity, this is like a thing, you know, who I am is a thing culturally right now. But one of the things that I just kept puzzling over is how many people who disagreed with me wildly were reading everything I put on Instagram. <laughs> and I thought about it a lot because it Facebook somehow it's like a posture issue almost. It's like on Facebook, people are far more combative and Instagram is way more of a kind of I'm flipping through a magazine kind of mm -hmm. rather than like people are throwing out, I don't know, there's more combat on Facebook. And, but it really struck me as like, what an opportunity that you can actually talk to people who are not in a defensive posture, maybe in the bathroom alone, thinking about why do I hate this so much? Why do I not like her at all? You know, like maybe I'll go to her profile and read a bunch of her posts and, <laughs> and, uh, as much and I love that because I thought, man, what a weird chink in the armor this appears to be. Like mm -hmm. if people listen or read or think because you got to them when they were slobbing around, <laughs> then I'm like, man, I want to figure out how we can actually how can we actually cultivate that kind of um inserting things people have never considered into a moment of kind of nothing, you know, malaise. Mm -hmm. so, so I guess what I would say is it's a downside because you don't want to be the person who's available for any target to come get you. <laughs> but on the other hand, it's a pretty great opportunity to be like, hey, you discontent, bitter woman, <laughs> I have something to say to you. <laughs> That's so true. And I love your point about just asking your husband, perhaps, or looking around and saying, what well, am I spending so much time on my phone while other things are not being handled? You know, to get the that gauge on what is my usage? Is it wise and productive? Or am I being 
um, just kind of disengaging with my real life through having this easy thing that kind of, that feels like something is happening and like I'm doing something when actually I'm doing nothing. It was funny when, when I took Instagram off my phone, I started just taking my phone and just looking at the screen. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so I was like just doing that to escape. My husband has done it where he turns his whole phone to grayscale. It's <laughs> like nothing. It just looks dead. <laughs> it just gives you kind of a like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, but I, um, I don't love, this is like a, I try to use some, so I do therapy with Ezra. So like I have an app that's on my phone and it is far and away the best way for me to track what I've done during a day with him because it's too many things to keep track of in my head. Like (laughs) I'm never going to remember if I did that four times today or one time today or two, I don't know, you know? Um, And because I have that, I've tagged a few other things like my Bible reading and drinking water or two other habits that I have in that to-do list. Otherwise I don't use a tech productivity app type things just because it's not my not my jam but I would find sometimes if you go to like write something down I hate to write down remember to buy thus and such when I'm like well I could just open the Amazon app and go find it but you could also find yourself 30 minutes later reading random reviews of like what yes. am I <laughs> why am I here what's happening so I think it I think it's just the work of trying to pay attention to what you're actually doing, what you're actually, you know, you go into a different world in your head, but what is the life around you? What is it? What's actually happening in your life while you do that? Mm-hmm. You see it with teenagers. You can see your own behavior, how much you don't want that to be the defining. You're like, well, you, I don't want that to define our family life that we don't really talk very effectively because we're looking at our phones. <laughs> If you need some help figuring out whether you are using your phone productively or wastefully, then check out my free download in the description. It will walk you through five prompts that you can use to brain dump about your current situation and then talk over with your husband or a good friend so you can make better decisions that fit your family and your needs. And be sure to come back next week for part two of my conversation with Rachel. We talk more about the phone being a form of wealth and how we're using that wealth, as well as helping our teenagers navigate the world they live in. You don't wanna miss it. So until then, repent, rejoice, repeat.